My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Starting off the week on a very good foot, by the way, by tuning in here to America's Home for Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am the one and only, the benevolent Todd Huff. It's a pleasure to be here. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can also text us, uh, well, let's see, what is that, 317-210-2830, 317-210-2830. Thoughts, questions, opinions, all that stuff. Whatever you think about the things that we're talking about, whatever is in the news in general, whatever you would like us to talk about, just make sure you make it count and make sure you include the very appropriate amount of adoration and pl- uh, praise for yours yours truly. Kidding, not kidding. Again, that number two at 317-210-2830. So today, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at stories um from from over over the weekend. And there again, we do not do themes. You you will hear me say this on a regular basis on this program. We do not do themes on this program, but we do how do I you know, when, when you talk about something that is a fundamental truth, and then when you're living in a culture, in a society, when you are dealing with a government that wants to violate said truths, when you're dealing with people that want to cover up, they want to confuse people, they want to hide bad stories or narratives that expose those that are 
on their political side, and they, of course, want to overly dramatize or blow out of proportion the stories and narratives that attack those with whom they politically disagree. You have to be on your toes. And I know, I know it is a, eh, it can be a daunting and intimidating task. But let me, let me tell you a couple of things. Number one, trust, trust your instincts when you're, when you're looking at the news that is, I don't know, that is going around today or the news that's going around or the news that isn't going around, the news that's being, I don't know, prevented from being spoken about. And there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that go to the top of my mind when I look at the stories that the media does not want to cover. Maybe at the top of that list right now, I think there's a couple of contenders. One of those is the story, oh, um, we, we haven't, <laughs> I think I've mentioned this in passing on here, but we haven't gone in, into detail on this. But the story, uh, the, the pathetic, absolutely horrendous story about this fashion brand called Balenciaga. If you, again, I, I was speaking with someone earlier, well, I guess it would have been yesterday, was speaking with someone and I asked if they had heard this story and they hadn't. And I, I knew that they hadn't heard the story because I kind of knew that they did not get... Uh, that well, that they either didn't consume a lot of news, and if they did, they went to the traditional, you know, I don't, I don't want to say tried and true, but I guess in their mind, tried and true news sources, you know, um, New York Times, um, Washington Post, AP, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS sort of thing. And Balenciaga, I mean, I don't think, this person had ever heard of it. And and some of you may not have. Some of you know a ton about this. But this is a story of a fashion brand, which, by the way, I have to tell you, I don't know. I was, had I heard of Balenciaga prior to this story? I don't know if I had. I feel like I said to Oz, who the crap is Balenciaga? I think I did. Which, by the way, um, for those of you who don't know, Oz is also me wife. She liked how I said that. So she said here, she sits here, she is uh tasked with looking, shooting daggers at me on occasion, telling me to shut up and wrap it up, move on. Um, sometimes we talk during the breaks, and it just helps having Rush would call <laughs> Rush would call uh Snurdly the program observer. Oz Oz is here to just kind of help facilitate that. Um, and, and we talk off, you know, during the breaks. And I don't know, it just it helps. She keeps me on task if I need to, you know, remind, hey, you said you were going to do this and I need to do that sort of thing. But anyway, so I'm not, when it comes to pop culture, I, if you play the game Trivial Pursuit, in some categories, I would be quite helpful. In other categories, I would be worthless. And I would say if I got a pop culture question right, I mean, it would it would be like lightning striking twice or something. It would be very, very rare, rare event. So I didn't even really know. I don't care. It means it means nothing to me. And if it means something to you, that's not do not please don't take it as a as an insult to what's important to you. I just personally do not care. I you know what I want I want to wear what's comfortable. <laughs> Boy, this will really get me in trouble with some people. 
what's on I, I tell people I wear what's comfortable and what's on top. That <laughs> that's that's the truth. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the wardrobe. In fact, I've I've considered at times doing what Steve Jobs did, and I think Zuckerberg does this too. They basically wear the same thing every day because they think, hey, I don't want to have there's there's a thing that these execs deal with called what is it, decision fatigue. And as dumb as it might sound, picking out the morning's attire is a decision. So they say, let's take that one off the plate and let's just wear the same thing every day. I'm not quite there yet, although we've gotten gotten close in some regard. Anyway, I don't know much about fashion is is the bottom line. So this but I do know, I would say I know a lot about the people who are running <laughs> these these fashion companies, right? I mean, we we kind of know who they are. The the again, I don't want to step on toes here. But in general, and there's always exceptions to the rules, but folks, a lot of times we're talking about extreme extreme over-the-top arrogance and condescension and basically uh, just this air of superiority. Superiority. Say, I have chosen the attire that is best and you, mere surf, you will wear what I tell you to wear. Reminds me, although I did like the movie The Devil Wears Prada, that's a whole other story in and of itself. And I love The Office where Michael pretended to be Meryl Streep's character to Pam. That's another story as well. But there's there is, you know, that that is kind of I think a common opinion, I think, of 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 high fashion. But they they created this ad campaign. And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to to check it out if for no other reason to be aware of what is going on. And effectively what they've done in this ad campaign, Balenciaga, they have they got they got children models to pose what, in general, looks to be, I would say, in bedroom settings with with teddy bears that have BDSM um, outfits on. I guess is the only way you would you would say it. Think, I guess, Fifty Shades of Grey or some such thing. Just teddy bears, and it's. So, so there's pictures of kids, right? So we're talking about the sexualization of – these are young children. We're not even talking – again, I'm not defending if they were 17. We're talking about not even people that are close to adulthood. These are, these are children. I mean, these are literally like, I don't know, six- or seven-year-old kids, maybe eight. No, younger. Oz is telling me I, – I thought the one I saw – you're saying younger? Oz says they're younger than that. So even younger. I thought that they were six, seven, eight. Maybe they're five, four, five. So then, of course, you got the question, who in their right mind? What are these parents doing? How is this company coming up with this? What on earth is going on? Really, my my, my knowledge of high fashion can probably be summarized in about season six of America's Next Top Model with, with Tyra, Tyra Banks. Oz and I watched that once upon a time. Um, when we were younger, and it was entertaining to me for a bit. But anyway, so so I got some of you probably thinking, who is this guy anymore? But I don't watch any of that crap anymore. I couldn't care less. But the point is, there's this story where we have a company, right? Company with powerful spokespeople, a company that's connected to the Hollywood elites. And, of course, this raises all sorts of questions. Um, 
about a lot of things. You you think about Jeffrey Epstein and the Black Book and all these things. People begin to to wonder. But it's not it's not just that this ad campaign is sexualizing children. That's bad enough. But if you if you look in the picture, the, these these pictures that are in, I guess it's a I don't know if it's in a magazine campaign. I don't know if it's an online campaign. I don't know where they're going to put this thing. But in the pictures, it's even worse if you start digging around and looking at the items in the pictures. Because my friends, I would I would say that we venture into the world of satanic stuff really quickly. I mean, absolutely. There's satanic symbols. There are um, court case. There's one of them that has a uh, pages from a Supreme Court opinion on a case having to deal with pedophilia, I believe. And so this was a campaign. Now, I never worked at a big marketing agency, but I did work at a, at a small marketing firm. And my friends, and even if you didn't, you know that this is true. Those images do not accidentally end up in a campaign. You don't accidentally, just as one example, you don't accidentally misspell the name of your business, Balenciaga. You don't misspell it on a piece of caution tape to where it actually, the first four letters, instead of being B-A-L-E for Balenciaga, it's B-A-A-L, which those of you who are you know, folks that attend church or read the Bible, you will know that that is a, that is a false god in the Old Testament um, that, I mean, was <laughs> people that did, were involved with, in, with Baal worship were involved in child sacrifice and all sorts of evil, despicable, horrendous things. And to, to think that these things are accidental is beyond naive. Now, a lot of people heard about some things Kanye West saw, said. And again, I'm not defending or whatever. I'm just simply saying within five seconds, people were dropping Kanye West. Was it, there was somebody that did. I can't remember who at this point in time. Within like 48 hours. And I think they were criticized for not acting quickly enough. Meanwhile, you can have a high fashion brand, which has, again, is associated with the likes of Kim Kardashian. I don't even know who else is involved. But where are these folks? Where are these folks coming out to criticize and distance themselves, to cancel, if you will, Balenciaga? It doesn't happen. And you have to ask this, uh, yourself the question, why? Why in the world is that the case? Why in the world are we so quick to want to cancel a Chick-fil-A, right? Because they say marriage, they believe in the traditional uh, marriage between a, a man and a woman. Why do so, so many people want to do that? And why is it so hip and cool for that to be in the media and for that to be an item of discussion? Yet we can have quite literally the sexualization of children in these Balenciaga ads, and there's it's not even mentioned in the news, right? So I know, again, we have a wide variety of people that listen to this program. Some of you know exactly what's going on here. Some, some, some know, but just... Folks, I remember. I remember when, when I heard on Rush Limbaugh 20 years ago, 15 years, 20 years ago, it's been maybe no, it'd be more like twenty or twenty-five years ago, but I remember hearing, I remember hearing on Rush and hearing him say that there were people, people in positions of power, 
who genuinely hated this country. And I'm going to tell you, I had a hard, hard time accepting that because that was so foreign to me, right? I mean, I was a young 20-something. I grew up in, in small-town USA. My, you know, I, I had a, a bit of a, I don't know, a idealistic childhood. You know, mom, my mom stayed home. She was a homeroom mom when we were growing up. You know, she was always involved. My dad coached sports. We always had family dinner together. We were a close, tight-knit family. We saw our grandparents. Life was good. Things were things were easy. I mean, I'm sure my parents had struggles. They just didn't expose them, expose us to those and so forth. But I life was good. And the idea, the idea that I would hate this country. I mean, every, everybody in our community, not everybody, but you know, it's People fly the American flag. I remember as a young kid in first or second grade, I remember it being an honor to be selected. I don't even think they do this anymore. But we used to go out to the flagpole at the end of the school day and bring the flag down and fold it up, take it in, and then the next group would put it out the next morning, raise the flag. I remember those things. I remember being taught things about America's goodness by the way we were taught we were also taught about bad things that happened in america the crt crowd acts like nobody knows anything about slavery unless they're exposed to extreme critical race theory that's complete hogwash absolute insanity to, to make such a claim but i love the country and i couldn't wrap my head around the fact that there were people that hated this country but there are and some of them oh gosh I, it pains me to say it even when i even when they are political adversaries to me, it still pains me to say this. We have people in this country in powerful positions, in elected positions, who do not like this country, who hate this country. There are people in positions of power at companies like some that have been mentioned on this program who are not good human beings, who who do not embrace good. They embrace darkness and wickedness and with their friends in the media, their evils are covered up, and the well, the mistakes of their of other people are exposed to the brightest light the media can possibly shine on it. And you must ask yourself why? Why? Because my friends, I believe, and I've said this on the show, and I have to get a break. I believe that eighty percent of this country, I do. I've said it on this show dozens of times. Eighty percent of this country would agree with eighty percent of what I have to say then why is there so much tension and turmoil? Because of all these other things that are happening. Because of all of the other divisions that have been either created by politicians in the media, magnified by politicians and the media and entertainment, issues that they have terrified people about in the media, be it COVID-19, be it climate change, be it insurrection, and it has been used as a weapon to drive people that, in general, agree on a great number of things. Most of this country, the vast majority of this country, is not woke. Wokeism is a self-defeating principle. Wokeism will, it's, it's self-destructive. It cannot stand on its own. It has no virtue, no, no moral fabric, no, no foundation upon which it can be built upon and stand. But yet, somehow, this stuff permeates our culture sometimes at a subcultural level, sometimes right there in the open because of how it is covered, 
or not covered, how it is framed, what the narrative is, and people have been lulled to sleep. But I think a lot of folks are waking up, and that's where I take great hope because people have have awakened. They see these things. They know what's going on. They know that we have a battle. In many instances, not all political battles are good versus evil, but I'm telling you, many of the things we're dealing with in this country today are fundamentally a battle of good and evil. It is, my friends, and you got to choose today. The Bible even says it's choose for yourselves this day whom you're going to serve. we got to make a decision, and if you want to solidify your decision, if you want to make sure that you have, well, that it's not just some intellectual decision, action will accompany it. So timeouts in order, my friends. Sit tight. Plenty more to get to. We're talking here about, well, a lot of things in the media, a lot of things in culture, um, and we'll continue this discussion on the other side of the break. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back, my friends. So, Balenciaga is one of those terrible things that's happening out there that, um, well, we're not being told the whole story. But that, of course, just scratches just scratches the surface. I mean, there are stories all over the place that we are not being told about or, or we are being go, uh, gaslighted about. Here is an example Where's this sucker? I got a sound bite for this. Where did that go? I spoke on this program last week about Hakeem Jeffries. Remember this? Hakeem Jeffries, I said, was the first person elected to off to leadership in the House of Representatives who was an election denier, which is true. And I went through this in, in great detail. I even read the tweet. The stupid tweet from Hakeem Jeffries, who now, again, he's not the Speaker of the House, but he's effectively taken the position, the leadership position of Nancy Pelosi, even though she was Speaker. He's now Minority Leader, thankfully just Minority Leader. Um, 
he's just minority leader instead of speaker, but he's the leader of Democrats in the House of of Representatives. Now, what did he do? He said in a tweet, he's tweeted a lot of stupid things, but among those, he said that President Trump was a fake president. He said that, well, he insinuated at least that the election, that President Trump's election was, of course, created by the Russians. Here's, I don't know if this was a, this, I'm reading an article here at AmericanWireNews.com. I don't know if this is actually a, I think this is just a statement. He said, there's a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. The, Russian inter, the Russians interfere with the election. James Comey and the FBI interfered with the election. The fake news industry interfered with the election. Later that year, the story says, he posted a tweet um, claiming the, quote, legitimacy of Trump's presidential election was, quote, in doubt. Now, if I, if I, if that's not what an election denier is, then folks, I don't know what to tell you. The, quite literally, he is saying the president of the United States was illegitimate. I mean, this is factually Without question, someone who is an election denier. And I've mentioned on this program that we will refer to him as such. I will remind you of this because, again, why? Do, do I really think that that – well, do I agree with it? Absolutely not in the sense – the content of what he was saying. I never once said he shouldn't be able to say it. Instead, we, we decimated it just like we decimated the stupid Russian Trump collusion nonsense. But they want to silence people that have questions about the election. And folks, you should be able to ask any question that you want about the election. I don't care who the winner is. I don't care the amount of votes. I don't care if it's your guy or not your guy or whatever who wins the, the election. You should be able to ask questions. If you cannot... If you cannot, bad things can surely follow from this. But he's clearly, without any doubt, an election denier. Now, he's not denying the election that they typically mean when they say someone is an election denier because they want to say Trump is an election denier. They want to say Trump came up with the big lie. They want to say Republicans who helped Trump, well, who who said they were going to question the electors, on January 6th of 2021, were engaging in an insurrection. They came up with all these terms and phrases. They've gone as far to say if you raise questions about the 2020 election on social media and so forth, you deserve to be censored and blah, blah, blah. Typically, when you resort to these sorts of things, it's because you don't have an argument. We never once said these jokers and clowns should not be allowed should not be allowed to make their their case. They should be allowed. They're, but the other side should be able to respond. Our side should be able to respond as we feel is appropriate. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be restricted in the types of responses that we that we have here. I'm going to play a quick soundbite, take a break. This is on this week with George Stephanopoulos, who, by the way, I feel the need to remind you, is part of the Clinton administration back in the 90s. Now has his own TV show that we're supposed to suddenly believe is some sort of an unbiased assessment of politics today. 
But he starts off here playing a clip from uh, Mitch McConnell speaking in the U.S. Senate, talking about um, Hakeem Jeffries being an election denier. And then Stephanopoulos asks Hakeem Jeffries about this. And I just want you to listen to this response. This, <laughs> folks, I, the things that they get away with. And, and how many how many meetings did they have? How many focus groups did they come up with to, to come up with this response, which is stupid is what it is. But nonetheless, this kind of crap works on a lot of people. I want you to listen to this little clip here, and then we'll take a timeout. Here it is. You got a pretty stinging welcome from Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell on Thursday. He took to the Senate floor and said this. The newly elected incoming leader of House Democrats is a past election denier. Factually true. Who basically said the 2016 election was, quote, illegitimate. Absolutely right. And suggested that we had a, quote, fake president. That's exactly what he did. Suggesting the equivalence there with Donald Trump. What's your response? Well, you know, it's unfortunate that Republicans have chosen to focus on me. Oh, House Democrats on. are going to focus on solving problems for the American oh, stop people. You focus on but Trump. But you, you did say that history will never accept Donald Trump as a legitimate president, and, and the Republicans are making quite a big issue out of that. What is your response? Well, here's the Republican playbook. Facts don't matter. Oh, here we go. Hypocrisy is not a constraint to their behavior. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, they believe that shamelessness is a superpower. My view of the situation has been pretty clear. Mm -hmm. I supported the certification of Donald Trump's election. I attended his inauguration, even though there were many constituents and others across the country pushing me other and others to do otherwise and found ways to work with the Trump administration, being the lead Democrat in negotiating historic criminal justice reform. That track record speaks for itself. Yeah, At yes, the same it time, I will never hesitate in criticizing the former president. I think I'm in good company there well, throughout I think the again, world. I would think again there, my friend. I think that you are not in good company whatsoever. But it doesn't matter, right? You can if you criticize Trump's election, his his election in twenty sixteen, that's not a denial of an election. That's not uh, being someone that's an election denier. No, no, no. That's totally legitimate. It's only if you question Joe Biden's election in 2020 my oh my what a mess and those stupid responses the things that they focus group what did he say he thinks something is a superpower i mean come on man this stuff is beyond stupid it means literally nothing he did not answer the question blah 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 you didn't address one of the, your, your tweets you said trump's an illegitimate president i went to the inauguration what the heck does that have to do with anything i gotta take a break so tight, my friends, back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. 
Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TODD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TODD. Welcome back, my friends. Also, on top of that, on top of... Uh, the media trying to gloss over the fact that Hakeem Jeffries, who's now the leader of the House Democrats, the number one person in command in the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives, is unequivocally, without any question, hesitation whatsoever, he is, as a matter of fact, an election denier. Pure and simple, this is not complicated this is absolutely 100% true. Now, what does that, well, I should say that's not where this, this ends. I also want to share something else that the media is trying to do now. So you'll notice the media and, of course, the Democrat Party did not want two things to happen. Number one, they did not want Republicans to win Congress, and Republicans did not win the Senate, so they achieved that that objective, but they also did not want the Republicans to win the House of Representatives. They failed in that particular objective. Now, as I understand it, as of right now, there are 221 Republican uh, House seats, I think is what it is, and the Lauren Boebert election is going through a recount. I believe, I believe that there are potentially 222 or 221 Republican House seats. Um, and of course, you only need 218 to maintain control of the of the House of Representatives. And by the way, there's a whole thing about Kevin McCarthy being speaker and some of these folks who are basically trying to scare Republicans into thinking that there's a legitimate chance that Liz Cheney is going to somehow be the Speaker of the House if Republicans all do not get behind Kevin McCarthy. As I understand it, there are, there are five, I think, House Republicans that are not quite ready to get behind McCarthy. I think that they will. I don't know. But look, folks, as I've shared before, I know that there's some, I, I know there's a, uh, there, there's a, a, a host of a program who I respect a lot that's really upset by this, and I understand that. We don't want Republicans to create that that scenario, but that's I don't see I don't see that happening. Um, a Liz Cheney sort of situation, which some people have talked about, but again, I think that's fear mongering. I think what we have to come to grips with is Republicans have two conservatives have two things that have to happen. Number one, they have to elect Republicans right now instead of Democrats if they want to see the Constitution respected, conservative constitutional values implemented, if they want to have any dream whatsoever of government <laughs> heading in a general direction that show that uh, it is toward its constitutional role, which again, we are so far from that. I don't know. I don't know how we ever get that to happen, but we don't get it with leadership that is not, not conservative enough. So we're going to have to fight at some point. And, and, and look, the realities are McCarthy may be the best 
leader that Republicans can come up with right now, even from a conservative perspective. I'm not, I'm not a, outright against Kevin McCarthy. I mean, I have, I have said for the record, I, I do wish that we would have someone else. But the real realities are reality, and I think that's that's what we're stuck with. But the point is, um, there's going to have to be a fight at some point. It's not just enough for Republicans to win elections and then to continue to empower people like Mitch McConnell in the Senate and, you know, well, in the past, people like uh, Paul Ryan or John Boehner as Speaker of the House. Those those folks are not going to be the individuals to move this country in the direction that it needs to go. But, of course, it's true that they're clearly not Nancy Pelosi either. So... We have to take the little victories, accept where we are, but continue to be willing to to fight as well. So all that being said, I want to take a break because I want to play a soundbite. The media is also trying. There's two things I said that, that the media and the Democrat Party wants to, wanted to do here in the past several months. One was to maintain control of the House and the Senate. They did half of that, but they did not succeed in keeping the House. So that's a major victory for Republicans and for the American taxpayer and for American liberty, if I say say that myself. Conservatives as well, that's, that is a major victory. Now, the other thing is they did not want, they did not want Elon Musk to buy Twitter for a whole host of reasons. Now, I know this is not a blanket defense of Elon Musk. <clears throat> I am not ideologically aligned with Elon Musk in, in some ways or maybe even many ways, but not, he and I are on the same side as it, as it pertains to free speech. He and I are on the same side as it pertains to letting Americans know the truth about stories that are being shared in the weeks leading up to an election, which he's exposed some of the fraud of, the, of Twitter's involvement in covering up the Hunter Biden laptop scandal in the weeks before the 2020, mid, or, uh, 2020 election. And now the media is trying to Reframe that debate as well and tell us that the things that we've learned from Twitter actually reinforces, should reinforce our belief in the fact that Twitter did the right thing by censoring. I'm going to play a soundbite for you after the break, but they want you to believe that Twitter did the right thing in making sure that you didn't know, well, you probably knew, but that your neighbor didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. In fact, you should probably... Thank Jack Dorsey himself and the rest of the execs at Twitter for keeping this information out of the uh, hands of the average American people, which, of course, is nonsense, but this is how they want you to, to think about this. Even when they're caught, they've got an answer, even, a, even oftentimes an absurd answer, but nonetheless, they have an answer. They are never afraid to go too crazy, but they've gone too crazy here. I'll play that after the break. Quick timeout back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. 
Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TODD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TODD. doing its level best to make sure that we, A, either don't know about things that will make us less likely to vote for Democrats. And if they cannot hide it any longer, they want to make us, they want to reframe it. They want to tell us it's not as bad as we first thought. Again, we've gone through a couple of examples today. Um, the way that they, they protect the government and the way they've responded to COVID, that's an obvious example the way that they, I mean, the whole Biden administration, the way that they've they've redefined terms like recession, right? They've done these things. Right before our very eyes, we've documented and talked about these in detail. But sometimes they they just deny it. Sometimes if they have to talk about it and admit it, they at least want to go through the process of reframing it. So Twitter, Twitter you'll recall, prevented Americans from knowing about the Hunter Biden laptop story about three weeks before the 2020 election. In fact, if you tried to share that story that Miranda Devine wrote in the New York Post, it was they 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 took it down. They made it impossible to share that particular that particular story because they said, "Oh, it was Russian disinformation." My goodness, Russian disinformation had all the hallmarks. In fact, you'll remember the day or two after it was. The story came out. There were 51 national security experts, of which I apparently know more about national security as it pertains to Russian disinformation than those 51 who had an axe to grind, a, a candidate that they wanted to see win the election, who was Joe Biden and not, of course, Trump. But that story was stopped by Twitter. And now that Elon Musk has come in, he said, look, they messed up. In fact, Twitter, Dorsey even said this. But... The media still isn't ready to say that. The media still wants us to think, well, there's a little bit of nuance here, and it's not quite as bad as you think. In fact, the more you know, the more we can understand Twitter's position. Listen to this. I want to ask you about what he did today. He, Elon Musk, he spent the majority of his day promoting a heavily criticized thread, Twitter thread, about the laptop of Hunter Biden, a private citizen, someone who is obviously the son of President Biden, but who is not a government official. No one said he Can was. Can you explain this whole thing to us? Here we sure. Go. Buckle up um, for this. So background in 2020, there was a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm -hmm. um, when that came out, it was suggesting that somehow Hunter Biden, the president's son, um, was trading uh, his closeness with the president to um, gain money and, and, a, and a position in Ukraine. Um, when that came out, we now know it was a really helpful thing, actually, the Twitter files really did, helpful. because we got to see how content moderation works. Oh, we we got, got to see how when a group of people with differing political ideas and ideologies and views gets together in the spirit of making a platform safe and healthy oh, and right Help before an election. Right when we knew we had just learned of like the hack and leaks and WikiLeaks and mm -hmm. all the stuff that that did to hurt um, and to affect the 2020 election, the 2016 the election in 2020, they were heightened. Right, they were people all were trying on, to do the it. right thing inside. Try to do the and right thing. This weird, 
story of a laptop left in some like repair shop, it looked like a hack and leak. That's what people inside Twitter thought it was. And so they acted a little fast. And we heard that. They acted a little fast. That's it. That's all we should we should take from this. Wow, everything worked just as it should have. They just did it a little bit too fast. I kid you not, my friends. This is insanity at its finest. I, these folks, th there's no shame here. No shame whatsoever. Conceal, deny the truth, all of that. When you're forced to to acknowledge it, don't don't acknowledge anything besides, well, that is what happened, but it was actually a good thing. I, these people, I I have I words escape me. This is so intellectually dishonest. This is not journalism. This is sad, atrocious, a pathetic take. And I've got to take a timeout. Back in just a uh, back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back, my friends. Not all the time that we have today, but let's listen. The, I think the takeaway again, we don't do themes on this show, but we know that we're up against an opponent that I, folks is is to is to be I mean, we should recognize just the amount of, of power and influence they have. But remember, we have truth on our side, and truth is a powerful force. I know, I know it's a little bit uh, can be cons uh, construed to be a little naive if you if people believe that that's all that you need. We have to be ferocious in our uh, willingness to speak the truth. We have to be completely, the Bible says, be strong and courageous. We have to be those things. But we can win these these battles, and I think there's a lot of things working in our favor in spite of all this bad stuff happening. So anyway, I've got to go. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow, STG. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 
That's MyPillow.com, promo code TODD. 